What's going on, Colts fans? Welcome back to another episode of the Bring the Juice podcast. A couple notable moves today that we want to go over in this edition of the Bring the Juice podcast. A couple moves uh, that the Colts have made. Uh, One noticeable one, uh, the first notable one is Colts cutting ties with 29-year-old cornerback Pierre Desir. That one was really shocking to me that the Colts would do that. Now, I had put a tweet out there. It was kind of a Somebody had asked, "What's your hot take? Unpopular hot take of the you know Colts hot take?" And and mine was, "I don't think." I'll read it here. So I said, "I don't think Pierre Desir is as good as people think he is. I wouldn't be opposed to drafting or signing another corner to replace him soon." Now, when I said that, <laughs> I, I kind of didn't expect the Colts to listen to that. I'm sure they didn't search me and, and make the decision off of what I said, but I did not ex- fully did not expect the Colts to t- cut ties with this year. I mean, after 2018, they gave him a three-year extension. They had, it, it looked like they had two top, two of their top corners. The other one being Kenny Moore locked in for multiple years. And so it was just a shock to me that the Colts would get rid of Desir. But after I thought about it for a little bit, it kind of made sense, and I actually I know a lot of Colts fans were up in arms about this move. Like, why in the world would Chris Ballard cut arguably the Colts' best corner? Why would they cut him? I mean, he's he's you know he he performed really well in 2018. We saw that in back to back games against the Houston Texans. He did a fantastic job on DeAndre Hopkins. Uh, it's kind of wild now that both those guys are out of the AFC South, at least as it stands right now. But it's kind of crazy to think about that. But but like I was saying, I, I kind of thought about it for a minute about cutting Desir and, and kind of thinking about Chris Ballard's philosophy. Uh, and he said, you know, he really had talked about a lot of this friction in the locker room, right? Like he wants guys, and he, he felt like there was a lack of that, a lack of accountability, uh, just a lack of that overall, and. Uh, and so this was just something where, you know, Chris Ballard decided, okay, Pierre, yeah, you know, you struggled with some injuries, but when he was healthy, there was a couple games there where he just was not his 2018 form at all. Uh, and I think it makes sense just from that standpoint. You know, he's now he age 29, so he's getting close to that 30 age mark. Uh, he had a bat, you know, he had a, a down year as opposed to what he had in 2018. Uh, he had a you know pretty decent sized deal. I guess it was uh, a decent sized deal there for Desir, and and so um, you know it was a three year extension from 2018. And so obviously the Colts felt like with the lack of production, you know whether that being on the field or because he was not on the field because of the injuries, uh, they felt like they wanted to spend their money other other. And other resources and other places, and so the move saves the Colts about seven million dollars. Uh, and you know, it kind of makes sense in terms of you look at the other Colts corners; they're all under under age twenty five. Uh, at least the Colts corners you think will be on the roster and, and will contribute in a heavy way. They're all fairly young. This year, kind of a veteran back there, uh, and it makes sense because the Colts, you know, they they last year in the in the second round uh, with their first pick in the second round, they they took they took cornerback Rocky Asin. So it seems like they're trying to get younger at that position, and uh, I, I would assume in that second round they'll probably try to address a corner 
if they don't indeed sign a guy in free agency. Uh, there are also kind of reports that the Colts maybe were looking to, to bring back this year on a smaller contract. And so I think overall it was a combination of things. I think it was first the age I think it was the injury history. I mean, Desir played, I believe, in 12, 13 games this last year. Uh, and then 2017, when he was first signed, he missed a lot of game action as well. I believe he only played nine games that year. So there is some injury history there, along with the age. I mean, you know, when, when we've talked about this multiple times, Derek and I have. You know, in the NFL, we may look at 30, 31 as young in terms of age, like, uh, but in the NFL, that's kind of old. I mean, when you get older and up there in age, uh, especially with these injuries, sometimes they linger a little bit longer. I mean, we saw that with Adam Vinatieri. We've seen that with different guys. Uh, that injury can kind of linger a little bit longer, and it just didn't seem like Pierre Desir was his 2018 form at all. Uh, did not have a good 2019 season, so you know the age plays into that. And, uh, you know, it's just, and it saves you $7 million in, in cap room in order to make more moves and do more things in free agency. And, and then, if you, even if you want to save it, you know, potentially re signing guys next year. You know, there's just a lot of things. And it made sense for me. You know, you don't want to pay a guy like this year who has not proved that he can play 16 games consistently year after year. You don't want to pay him out that entire contract. So that's kind of my take on it. I know some Colts fans will probably disagree with that. But that's probably why I would say Pierre Desir got cut. But it certainly was a shock. I know that Kenny Moore, uh, Colts corner, was shocked at the news that Pierre Desir was gone. I mean, it was really kind of crazy to think about that uh, for Kenny. I mean, when he came in, he came in. The I believe he got he was in the same waiver claim as Pierre Desir. So ever since Kenny Moore's been on the Colts, Pierre Desir has been also there. It's just crazy to, to think about that. I know Kenny Moore was really like, wow, you know, the NFL comes at you fast. But unfortunately, that's kind of how this league is. There's not really a lot of time for nostalgia. Um, and, and, you know, we've just kind of seen that throughout the years. Like even last year with Adam Vinatieri, this is more of an extreme example, but he's the greatest of all time, right? We would say he's the best kicker of all time. He's a leading scorer of all time, but he has a bad year. And, you know, maybe the Colts, it doesn't seem, the the Colts have not offered him anything yet. I know he's going to be recovering, uh, but that's just kind of unfortunately how it is. Even if you're the GOAT, life comes at you fast, and the NFL is like that. And so, you know, Kenny Moore, man, it's going to be tough for him. I know it seems like Desir was kind of a mentor friend to him, um, but, you know, he just said this business is really a roller coaster. And so, yeah, crazy news that the Colts cut Pierre Desir. I know I had put a video out earlier. I kind of just wanted to explain my thinking into why the Colts would do that and kind of looking at Ballard's philosophy on roster building, why it made sense. I know initially I was kind of like, what? why would the Colts do that? But it makes sense now that I've kind of factored that in uh, and put all these factors into why the Colts made that move. And who knows, maybe Desir comes back on a short-term deal. I just think the Colts weren't confident enough uh, with the contract that they gave him that they felt like oh, maybe we just bring him back more on you know a prove it type of deal especially because he's getting up there in age and so uh, yeah that, that's kind of my take there on that situation with Pierre Desir big news out of the Colts headquarters there uh, another breaking news I guess kind of it was announced a few hours ago the Colts cutting ties with quarterback Brian Hoyer 
And uh, Hoyer, you know, was a guy last year that was brought in after, in the wake of the Andrew Luck retirement, was brought in to be the backup for Jacoby Brissett. Uh, and obviously, Jacoby Brissett went down in that Pittsburgh game. Brian Hoyer, he played pretty decent in that game. I mean, it, besides a pick six, which was a big, big pick six, uh, I thought Brian Hoyer was decent in that game. And then he, you know, the next week against Miami was absolutely putrid. I mean, he multiple times threw to double, triple coverages, and it was just awful. I mean, this is a move that wasn't shocking at all. In fact, I saw a lot of Colts fans rejoicing that Brian Hoyer was cut. It saves them about $3 million there in terms of cap room. Uh, and so those are a couple moves that the Colts have made. I mean, I feel like the Hoyer move was a lot more self-explanatory. I mean, you bring in Phillip Rivers on a $25 million deal. I mean, Hoyer's just going to be a guy that you're just going to cut. Uh, and, but I also kind of wanted to talk about the Jacoby Brissett conundrum that the Colts find themselves in here. It's a really interesting conundrum here. So Jacoby Brissett right now, is it's been rumored that the Colts have potentially – been interested in trading Jacoby Brissett and then some new reports came out today that said well the Colts want to keep Jacoby Brissett uh, and I guess it was always you know something where it's like you know Jacoby Brissett you know you signed him to that deal last year you'd save over 12 million dollars if you if you traded him you save like eight million dollars if you outright cut him what do you do that's pretty expensive for a backup but it seems like the Colts stay they've they have one thing that they have stayed firm on with Jacoby Brissett is how great of a person and how great of a teammate he is and so you know that is something that I think the Colts you know, they, they don't take lightly those type of guys in the locker room. Uh, but, you know, they have until Sunday tomorrow. I'm recording this on Saturday night. They have until tomorrow um, to either move Brissett or they have to pay him, I believe it's $7 million, uh roster bonus there. And so, um, yeah, this I guess this always comes back to the debate. What do you do with Jacoby Brissett? I mean, if personally, you know, I don't know Jacoby Brissett at all. I won't pretend to know Jacoby Brissett as all at all, but for me from a financial standpoint, I would trade him if you can get anything out of him. Heck, if you can get a 7th round pick out of him, trade him because it saves you so much money in cap room. I would absolutely trade Jacoby Brissett, but I know the Colts, you know, this isn't Madden. The Colts, there's other factors as well, right? You know, there's other factors in the day-to-day that Madden doesn't factor in. And the Colts obviously believe that Jacoby Brissett is a key piece to their locker room. You know, I think they sent a couple signals to me this year. This was something that I was kind of nervous about with Chris Ballard and and Frank Reich is they've talked up Jacoby Brissett so much. I was like, are they really going to try to roll with him again in 2020 after the putrid second half of the season that we saw? Like that was just something I was always kind of wary of like come on guys you got to make a business decision and it communicated to me that the Colts knew that they had to upgrade at quarterback obviously they signed Philip Rivers but but it also communicated with me based off of what happened today with reports that the Colts were kind of planning on keeping Jacoby Brissett that they value him in the locker room and I think that's something that Chris Ballard has touched on he's always said repeatedly time and time again you cannot buy a locker room and he was even quoted in saying at the end of his at the end of the year press conference, he said, "I felt like we didn't have enough guys in there. Like I talked about at the beginning of the podcast, enough friction within the locker room. And so, bringing in a guy like Jacoby Brissett is good for the locker room. It's good for the guys. Obviously, Chris Ballard said, "I won't sugarcoat it. There's going to be some turnover. We've already seen that with the release of Marcus Hunt, release of Pierre Desir, release of." 
you know, some other guys there, some notable releases. Um, and this move just says that Chris Ballard, yes, you know, he, there's going to be some moves, but he really values what Jacoby Brissett brings as a teammate. And so the Colts are willing to pay that out. Uh, I mean, you know, whatever. It's it's the Colts' money, obviously. They have a lot of money. I personally would trade it, would trade Jacoby Brissett and even get more and maybe make a, a run at a guy like Jadavian Clowney or maybe one of those guys. And then you have some extra money then if you want to resign some of your guys next year. That's what I would do personally. But again, the Colts know more about Jacoby Brissett than I know, and I will not pretend to know what Jacoby Brissett means to the guys in the locker room. Um, and also, it's a good insurance plan. I think it's a good insurance plan if something happens. Um, I know that there's people who are – it's weird how Colts Twitter is and how Colts social media is. There's people who are super high on Jacoby Brissett who have said, "We I don't feel like Jacoby Brissett got a fair shake of it. And then there are other people who say, Jacoby Brissett is like the worst quarterback of all time. He's not good. He has never been good. I kind of fall somewhere in between. I don't agree wholeheartedly with either of those statements. I believe Jacoby Brissett is a very good backup in this league. I believe he can go out and win you a few games if you need him to. With that being said, I don't think he's a great player. I think he definitely has his limits. We saw that. Um, obviously, he's slow to make decisions. We saw that a lot last year. Uh, he misses a lot of wide-open guys, which we saw. Uh, he's very hesitant to pull the trigger sometimes on those deep balls. He doesn't take a lot of chances. Therefore, he doesn't commit a lot of turnovers. But also, we saw with Jacoby Brissett, you don't really have a lot of passing yards. Your passing offense suffers as a result. Uh, so I look at him as a capable backup. I just don't know if I would be comfortable personally with paying a backup that kind of money. But, you know, the Colts have a lot of money to spend, and so they believe that Jacoby Brissett, it'll be interesting to see tomorrow what they do with Brissett, whether they move him or whether they keep him. But if I, you know, if you're asking me personally, I would try to trade him. Um, I think it'll be something maybe potentially where they wait until the draft. Uh, and maybe they wait till after the draft. You know, they, they draft their guy there in the second, third round, or even fourth round, or whenever. They draft their guy and they feel good with him, and they trade Brissett, and they still save some money in cap room. Um, and then they have their guy to roll with as the backup quarterback, and then they can maybe get, you know, <laughs> a late round pick for Jacoby Brissett and save some money for next year. When, you know, they have some guys that are up for extension Marlon Mack, Malik Hooker, amongst a few. Um, and if you want to start extending other guys, uh, some other of your stars, you can start thinking about doing that and you have the money to do it. I think that's something that's huge. Obviously, the DeForest Buckner ex- you know, trade and extension uh, kind of cuts into a lot of your cap room there. But the Colts still have a decent amount of money now with cutting Hoyer and, and also uh, cutting Dazir. I believe they saved about 10 million dollars uh so now they you know they're around 30 31 million maybe 32 million dollars there in cap room so they have some money for me i like having a lot of money i like having a lot of options and i mean your backup quarterback ideally he doesn't really do much for you on the field at all ideally he doesn't see one snap in the regular season but um we know this is the nfl (laughs) we've seen crazier things uh but you know i feel like you could spend your resources better in other places and you could also address the back you know you could draft a guy and he could be your backup this year you know you draft a guy that you believe in and maybe it's something where the Colts don't really see a guy there in the in those second to third rounds that they really are loving maybe they see a guy that's going to come out in the 2021 draft and they're like well we'll roll with Jacoby this year and we'll roll with Philip Rivers this year and then next year we'll take our guy that we believe we can get and we'll trade up we'll, we'll do whatever we need to do to get that guy I don't know maybe that's what the Colts are going to do um 
But yeah, that's kind of my take on this whole situation. It's a very interesting situation. It'll be something to monitor as as you know tomorrow plays out and Jacoby Brissett's owed that kind of bonus if the Colts are willing to take that on for this year um, and what that means just for the Colts moving forward is for in terms of roster building in terms of potentially bringing in some some outside guys here uh, to supplement some of these positions it'll be interesting but what do you guys think we should do what do you think the Colts should do here with Jacoby Brissett I kind of stated my opinion but again some people like what the Colts are doing you know I saw a guy on Twitter said I'm perfectly fine uh, with Jacoby Brissett being the backup quarterback this year so it really depends what you guys think i'd love to hear what your your guys's thoughts are in the comments below that's all i got for this podcast guys i appreciate it as always and go colts